Yes, welcome to the NBA panel. I'm Luke John Weatherspoon. We're gearing up for another exciting 23-24 NBA season. The winning down the fantastic and close WA season. And today's guest consistently gives great covers of both leagues. Today we're joined by basketball writer Mark Sidner. Mark, what's going on? John, I'm good, man. How are you doing? Everything's good. Basketball season, man, it's one of the best times of the year. Yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been an incredible summer. I'm kind of it's odd, you know, feeling like we're gonna be in in the fall, not too not too long from now, about two weeks till September, which is again right. kind of crazy to think through. But uh, taking it one day at a time. Definitely, yeah, the leagues intertwine with each other. The WNBA season is coming to a close, and any season is going up, as alluded to earlier. Um, one ends, one starts back up. I love it. I love this. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love and, and college happening. Like, I've yes. always, yeah, I have a bunch of friends who work for D1 teams, and they're all doing their you know, international showcases and ramping back up for, uh, um, you know, with with school starting back up. So it's been, uh, yeah, it's been, it's crazy, man. But it's, uh, the fall is going to be a, an absolute blast. Yeah, it's fun. You've done some good covers over your whole career. Um, take us back to um, 1.37 p.m. up until now. How's that journey been for you? Yeah, Um that's been cool. One thirty-seven p.m. was kind of the first place that I freelanced at and did right. um, just like more freelance uh, national writing on the NBA. Um, and gosh, I mean, shoot, it's probably been two years since I've written there now, which is wild to think of. But um, yeah, I uh, have really, um, I've really enjoyed getting to to kind of try my hand at everything. Uh, one of the things that's been tough in the last couple months is having, you know, parse down and get a little bit better at, uh, um, you know, honing myself in and, and right. doing like one thing. Cause I feel like I've always been somebody who likes to just try everything. Um, right. but I think as far as the beauty and, and the joy in it is like, you really get the, um, I just love basketball. And so I've kind of yes. done, done whatever I can to cover it anywhere. Like, you know, overseas stuff, uh, absolutely, you know, cover the W, um, cover the NBA, do stuff grassroots on both sides. So, um, if there's good basketball, uh, I will, I'll find the opportunity to write about it. Yeah, basketball is a one sport. If you love it, it's easy to talk about and easy to want to learn more from it. That's part of the reason I do the NBA panel. I love the NBA. Definitely. How long have you been doing this for? Uh, going on six and a half years, I believe. Wow, okay. Yeah, so continuously getting better. Start that learning period. <laughs> Definitely. No, that's awesome. Man. It's, uh, I think, I mean, I've only been covering basketball for shoot three and a half four years now so i can i can feel that the uh building up consistency is probably the hardest thing i've had to do in my my career so right i can only imagine doing something for six and a half years so that's awesome man yeah but i've always been an nba fan but doing this this it was a new a new venture for me but i'm glad i made it and it's going well getting better every day mm-hmm. no most definitely yeah i love networking with death as itself like i always say all the time i won't be the smartest one in the room because i love learning the more mm-hmm. you learn, the more you grow. So, oh, that's a great way to put it, man. I love that mindset. Um, for you, your opportunity to cover the WNBA. How did it come about? And tell the listeners how it came about and how the experience going so far. Yeah, so I uh, I knew um, I know. Well, he's still currently the uh, the uh, head of editorial content for the WNBA, but. He got hired uh, probably a month or two before the WNBA season last year. 
Um, and I'd known him just from, you know, doing some, some previous freelance work and um, talking basketball. Um, and he reached out to me, said that he was interviewing people for a job, thought I'd be a good candidate just off, based off knowing my work. And, um, and we got to talking and uh, ended up offering me the job after going through stuff. And, um, yeah, it worked out pretty pretty perfectly because I went from, you know, I'd been a casual WNBA fan for a couple of years. Right. Um, starting in 2019, and uh, it always just kind of had in the background. I'd never really known how to get super into it, but um, I knew I wasn't going to be doing anything for the summer other than you know talking about free agency stuff for, for the right. NBA. So I was like, hell yeah! I mean, I'm, I'm definitely in. I want to, I want to try it and see what I can do. And um, it's been cool because it's pushed me in a lot of new directions from there. That's great. That's great. Uh, for you, the record current w, w now. Um, what have what has it shown you? What have you learned from the league that you didn't know as a casual fan? Because we all know that the W has some great talent, and the league the league is evolving. Yeah, um, I think I mean it's not even I won't say like not that it's changed up for me, but I think it's just made it more even even more important to me like recognizing basketball is basketball. Like right, yeah, the WNBA is different from the NBA, but. It's. I think what's important is that it should be recognized as its own entity. Like it's just yes. like if you know if you're separating like playing over in in Euro League compared to playing in the NBA, there's going to be differences. Like the rules are different. There, right. um, like you know the skill sets are different. There's just different stuff. And um, so I think to me, I just uh, I think really getting to uh, and it's taken time. Like I I felt like a little bit in over my head at first because I went in. I was like, all right, I know like absolutely. Like I mean, I I knew surface level stuff right right, um, right but i think to me part of what i've most enjoyed is i went in and i was like all right i'm gonna ask everybody questions and try and get to know things and get to know people and understand the people who, who really do you know yeah. already have a love and appreciation for this and you know what why do they feel that way how did they get involved you know what made them fall in love with the w and i think so much of for me what the last year and a half has been, has been is um trying to listen and trying to um be better at understanding things without necessarily uh having experienced them myself you know and i think part of what's cool in that is from there that's where you have experiences that's where you get to learn things that's where you get to be hands-on and um it's cool because now i feel like i've met some of my best friends uh not just in basketball but in life through doing this um so it's been it's been really awesome and i've loved that and i've loved getting to uh um to get to experience all things basketball just through some different lenses Right. Yeah, I had the pleasure of having a couple WNBA players on previously, and a couple um had Terrica Foster on. Christina Williams, which is a good friend, she's mm-hmm. been on here talking W previously. Um, always good conversations all the time, always. On um, the WNBA's evolution, um, from Candace Parker to Asia Wilson with the um Las Vegas Aces, the continued continued skill set. Of the game brings more fans, would lead to more sponsorships. Um, and yeah, you know, how has the how has the game evolved? Yeah, I think what's interesting is that the league's continuing to evolve still. You know, especially like just um, you know part of that is you know league partnership and um, you know how how it's branded by them. Like I think that's continuing to change and, and grow, which is really important for where it's headed and, and you know adding stuff on top of it. Right. Um, but I, th- I mean, it's it's always worth knowing. Like the game has always been good. I think that the the quality has always been good. It's just again, I think a lot more of it is, is it being amplified 
Um, and I think part of what's fun in that is, like, we're starting to see more opportunities like that. It's, it's not perfect. Like, I know it's, it's not um, to the level that I think many would like to be. It's important to remember that it's still only the 27th year of the league. So I think when you put that in perspective, that's important. Like, having a nationally televised game on Amazon Prime yesterday that was streamed live, um, that was part of a – like, obviously, that's, you know, from the Commissioner's Cup and yeah. – um, all those games have been through Amazon Prime this year. Having that kind of income source and, and backing from that big of a an enterprise matters. Like I know it's again, like you want you want all your games to be on ESPN or TNT and get to there. And I think we're headed towards that point. There's another meteorite seal coming up in a year or two for the league that's going to be pretty monumental, right. um, both in you know growing contracts and just growing in general. Um, but I think that that aspect has been really cool to see. Like even the partnership with ION TV this year has been really cool. And like having the ION slates every Friday. Um, so I really love that. Um, and then in terms of just like actually on the court, I think we're seeing right now two of the greatest offenses of all time in league history. Like the, the yeah. aces are on track to be by the numbers, the best offense the league has ever seen in the regular season. Yeah. Um, and the Liberty, if they keep playing the way they have, are going to finish in the top five. They're number six right now, if you look just all time for offensive rating. Um, right. And they're the greatest shooting team the league has ever seen currently, just by by volume, um, along with accuracy. So, like, you're seeing the game continue to spread out and be even more emphasized by uh, by skill. And, and um, I think it's only going to keep getting better. So I'm excited about that. Yes, and Aces have been without um, Candace Parker, another big piece of the team, and they're still putting in work without her. <laughs> that that, that shows mm-hmm. how talented that deep team is. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, your podcast that you do, you you're gonna your covers basketball covers is expanding, has expanded. Um, talk about your podcast on um, tag the role. Yeah, so that's you know covering the the NBA draft uh, with my co-host Zach Milner. Um, so that's just kind of like diving into all things like scouting philosophy, um, you know, talking about how teams are built, uh, looking at player growth and development. It's a lot of focus on, on college basketball and, and more youth league stuff. Um, just because that's, you know, that's where development is. It's how you're going to track some of those things. Um, so yeah, no, that, that, that one's been, been really fun. We're a little bit of a hiatus right now until the season starts back up again, but it's been, uh, it's been a fun venture. And your podcast, Dave Got Down, which covers all things women's, women's basketball. Yeah, um, that one's been really fun for me. I started that up uh, probably October or November of last year, and um, I think a lot of the reason I wanted to do it is because there aren't a lot of uh, there aren't a lot of podcasts that are just dedicated to women's basketball and and talking about women's basketball like it's basketball instead of just, you know, always having, you know, always calling it women's basketball. Like it's right. Again, I think the thing I always come back to is it's just basketball. Um, and so to me, like I wanted to do that to, like I do some, some analysis stuff with it, but mainly just as an avenue to, to talk about people's stories and to, um, to get to know them, you know, and understand how they see the game, how, how they came up, all those things. Um, because that's, that's what I, I really like. I love, you know, getting to know people through, their experiences and, and what matters to them. And um, so, yeah, I've really enjoyed getting to do that. Yes, and the Commissioner's Cup may, may have been a preview to the um, WNBA Finals, which a lot of people suspect. I mean, these two teams, they're, they're two of the three teams in the league that only have under single digits and losses. 
um, besides a Connecticut son. Shout out to the mm-hmm. son also. They're born also. Well, these 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 WNBA finals will be great. These two teams do match up. We all know they got to play though. If they can happen in the off season, in the postseason, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, um, you're right on that. I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens because part of what's so fun about um, part of what's so fun about the league is how different every team is. Like, there are some teams that play really well against one team, but they don't have the personal yeah. matchup with another team that might be, you know, considered lower than them on the totem pole. So, like, that's different. You know, there's, you know, seeing how that, um, how that goes is, is interesting. Um, right. So I think, like, to me, I, I still am not – like, I think based on just sheer talent, it's it's entirely possible that um, – and probably likely that the Aces and, and Liberty match up. But I still think it's not, like, a given. You know, the, the Wings, we haven't talked about the Wings, have been really exciting this year. They haven't fully clicked yet. They've had some really good moments. Right. They're the only team that's beaten all three of the top teams. So watching them do that um, has been exciting because it gives you the idea of like, okay, well, what happens if they get into the into the playoff series against the right team and they're able to make things happen? Um, right. So yeah, like I think anything could really happen. It's like even like look at the, um, I mean, nobody expected the, the sky to win in 2021, and here we are, man. They did. So it's uh, you, you just kind of never know sometimes. Yeah. Um, expansion has been talked about, still being talked about for the WNBA. Um, every year we every year we hear a calendar being cut by teams, which we feel shouldn't be cut. Besides besides that, um, what do you think expansion will do for the league? Because they, I think they do need to. Because there's a lot of talent that doesn't make the cuts for certain teams that we starters on other teams. Yeah, um, I think part of the difficulty with expansion right now is like just appreciating that. Uh, like, obviously, yeah, it takes time. But also, I think in, in recognizing it, like you mentioned, um, you know, bringing in so much talent will be massive. Um, like, I, I think that that is, is huge because so much of it is just opening up more roster spots to have those players come in and, and be able to um, be able to show out and do things uh, that, that they're capable of doing and have shown, you right. know, throughout international play and, um, and playing in college. Like, I think that, it's just so hard to like to me. It's it's the hardest league in, in sports to make. Um, like it's not easy at all to make it in the in, in and more importantly to stick. Like I think it's one thing to get contract initially, but to be able to stick is really difficult. Um, so I uh, I think that expansion happening would be phenomenal just for continuing to grow the game in terms of like actually like physically having it be around more. Um, but also, like you know, being able to expand new markets and, and bringing in more more players would, would be would be tremendous. Yes, yes, and the Aces are led by one Becky Hammond, and the hype is real around Becky. We all know it. She came into the league on coach for a year and a championship without the door. Um, <laughs> what's your own perspective on Becky Hammond and the um the, the Aces? Uh, Becky's awesome. I think she's the. I mean, it's easy call, but I think she's the she's got the best quote unquote clipboard in the league in terms of, you know, the things that she opens up uh, on, on out of bounds plays on ATOs like that. I don't think that there's anybody who is really close to her in that with the league right now, with all due respect. I mean, it helps that she has the player she has, but also 
you have to be able to put them in the right positions, and we've seen coaches before who weren't able to. Right. Um, so seeing her do that has been truly amazing because a lot of, to me, like this Aces team, same thing with what the Liberty are doing now is, you know, that's propelling basketball forward when you have teams like that that, that are all-time greats, that, that do great things. Um, that's how you continue growing things. Uh, so I, I've loved that. Um, you know, also all the all the players just love her. Like, I, I've never heard a bad thing about Becky from a single player. Not that, you know, obviously not that anybody's going to just come out and, like, badmouth her. But in terms of right. what she brings, um, it's not just on the court. Like, you can tell she really cares about each and every one of her players, and, and that's felt, and that's important, uh, especially at the pro level. I think that goes underrated for how important that is at the pro level because, obviously, it's not college. Like, they're not, you know, coaches aren't there to, 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 to like, be a uh, – like a, not that you're a babysitter in college, but it's so different in college. Like in college, every single thing is laid out for a player. Like they don't have control right. over their schedules or, um, or what they're doing necessarily. And as a pro, so much of what you're doing is on your own. Like practice yeah. just doesn't happen as often as, as I think people think. Like teams are lucky to practice once a week sometimes. Like it's, you're going to have walkthroughs and stuff, but like an actual full live practice right. is rare. Um, so outside of that in games and stuff, like you're pretty on your own as a professional. So, uh, when you're around each other all the time still and yeah. you're kind of an individual, but also like, you know, trying to, to, to weave that in and find that while also having the ability to like having people that you can lean on is really important. And I think seeing this team uh, find that through Becky and her staff over the last year and a half has been really cool. You've been covering the league for a while and seeing, seeing both leagues, of front and personal. We can see it on TV. A lot of people haven't seen these professional, these professional athletes in person. It's totally different than on TV. Seeing the skill set in front of you, I love covering games from the sideline. Our media seating is crazy. I look for you seeing this talent in person. I love seeing it. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Seeing, uh, seeing games in person is special. It's kind of funny because I didn't used to be somebody who liked going in person to games because, like, I've always been somebody who, like, I really like the – just kind of get to to watch alone with you know with without sound around me and, and get to pay attention on what's happening in the game. Right. Like you can do. I think it's a lot of it is just like you, um, you 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 watch for different things live than I think. Like when you're at in person than you do when you're, um, you know when you're at home or like you just you see things differently. You see different angles. So I think that's a really cool aspect. Um, but in terms of the seeing things live, yeah. Um. Getting to be in – I mean, I was at uh, – I, I went in early to All-Star this year. So I was in Las Vegas for a game that they played against Phoenix probably three days before All-Star season. Uh, I mean, before All-Star weekend. Um, and the sold-out crowd, absolutely packed house. And they, they blew out Phoenix. Like, it was a close first half. And then after that, it was just kind of you – know, they ran away with it. But um, part of what I think was most – of exciting and, and fun was getting to be around that crowd because I think it's easy to lose out on that. Like now that crowd really loves that team and being around them and getting to, to witness their greatness. And, and I think getting to experience that was, was really special and getting to see how, like, yeah, seeing the players on court is cool, but I think to me, like getting to see how much of an impact they're having um, and right. how much people show out to them as well was, was, uh, was really fun. 
Um, switching to the NBA real quick. Um, what do you think about the, um, the Spurs and Wembenyama? The pops pops stuck around. I think getting Wembenyama helped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. No, without without question, that I'm sure that had an impact on him sticking around. Um, I'm excited for the Spurs, man. I, I I mean, Vic is obviously an incredible, incredible talent. But I think what I'm most excited to see, like obviously, like I'm excited to see him play in the in the NBA, but I'm most excited to see what he does in terms of elevating his teammates because they have, just, I mean, point blank, they haven't had a player with his kind of impact on the court um, yeah. in a while. So at least like this group hasn't, you know. So, okay, what does this look like for, for Kelton Johnson? What, is, does, what does this look like for Malachi Branham? Um, somebody who I really think could pop this next year that has been, you know, maybe flown under the radar a little bit is Trey Jones. I like him a lot. I think um, you know, he stepped in as a starting point guard last year, and I think I'm really excited to see what he can do with uh, with Vic there and 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 with a with another you know off season under under yeah. the belt for this group. Um, but yeah, man, I think like there it's going to be exciting to see how they grow um, because I think there's like few things more fun than watching a a young team kind of figure itself out. So I'm excited to really track that group. Yeah, he did land in a great spot. But Pop, he's gonna learn the fundamentals first. So mm-hmm. he's gonna learn. He's gonna learn slowly and become great. I believe that. Yeah, definitely. no, definitely. Mark, thank you for your time, man. It was fun speaking with you. Thanks for your time. Yeah, of course, man. Anytime. Appreciate you having me on, John. This is great. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, you do the same. Yes, that was WNBA NBA writer Mark Seller. Thanks for joining me. Catch you next time.